You're listening to episode 09 of House Sitting Legends. This episode is proudly brought to you by IncomeForNomads.com, providing you with free tips, resources, and opportunities to create your freedom income and lifestyle. You have arrived into the world of House Sitting Legends, the place where epic tales are told and pearls of wisdom flow freely. Join us as we meet those going above and beyond the call of duty, caring for homes and pets across the globe. Welcome to the House Sitting Legends Podcast. Immerse yourself in the wonders of international house sitting and unleash your inspiration for freedom and world travel. And now your hosts, Nat and Jody. Welcome along to today's episode where we're actually speaking to what well, the couple that Nat and I call the uh, Caribbean or Caribbean royalty in house sitting, because these guys <laughs> are just always hanging out in the beautiful Azua waters of all the islands. And it's just such a pleasure to be able to get to know them because we've never spoken before and yet we've been kind of online connections now for at least 12 months. Uh, Michael and Yvonne Bosch, thank you so much for being here today. You are also the authors of a house-sitting book for the International Living um, Group and website, aren't you? So congratulations on that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you in, not person, but online at last. (laughs) Closer. (laughs) So it's sort of like we've gone from the 1D meeting to the 2D and then maybe one day it'll be the 3D in person as well. Maybe. So just to start with, we'd like to maybe just get a little bit of a a background on you guys Uh, and we've got some exciting things to share with our listeners as well because you guys have got so much great content coming out both through your your blog which is yourescapeblueprint.com, another book on the way, it's like you're just pumping out the goodies for everybody, it's so (laughs) exciting. (laughs) Yeah, we've been taking your lead. (laughs) Well, we we really appreciate that. We've had just started a whole series of uh, Kindle books based on the travel retirement as it were. So we're quite excited. We've been traveling for over three years now and pretty much house-sitting, not all the time for three years, but we've tapped into all that information and started putting these products together and we're really excited about where it's going. So super, super excited. Yeah, well done, guys. Yeah, well done. Thank you. And what I'd like to do as well is just, uh, we've actually got, you know, an international relationship by the sounds of these accents. Where are you guys from? I'm originally from Boston, Lincolnshire, UK. And And I'm from uh, sunny Vancouver, British Columbia. Canada. And how did you meet? Now, there's a story in itself. We met in New Zealand. <laughs> of course you did. Over the other side of the world. <laughs> the other side of the world. We, we'd both taken a year off. We were traveling in, luckily, the same direction on a round-the-world ticket. Mm. And we met in Lake Taupo. Nice you spot. did. Romantic mm-hmm. spot in itself. Absolutely. <laughs> it is, but our meeting's another story in itself. We'll have to we'll share that, that another, another time. time. We'll okay. another time yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe the book, well, one of the books, right? <laughs> Maybe All right, so yeah. getting into um, and into house sitting, traveling, sort of you know doing this together. Uh, how did the I'm going to say Caribbean because I think most of our listeners will probably uh, gel with that term rather than the Caribbean. Um, but how did sort of that come about? And <clears throat> now you guys are just like always getting referral sits, and you sort of could pretty much spend most of the year around that area. 
Pretty much, yeah. What happened was uh, the first sip we got was last year. And I source it advertised for a month on the little island of Beckway, which is in the Grenadines, just mm -hmm. close to St. Vincent. And we started communicating back and forth. And then when we just it was going to be too expensive. I thought, this is not going to work. Um, so I went back to the homeowner and they basically said, well, it's not just us. It's actually us and our son and daughter-in-law now. And so it'll be a total of two and a half months. So the cost for getting there became much more reasonable. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> and true. And we did that sit. We, so we hooked up with them. We spoke with both parties via Skype. We actually did two sits for each of the families. So we did four sits in total. And then because we were already going to be in that neck of the woods, we spotted a house that advertised in St. Lucia. It was a trusted house to us um, posting, and we happened to be online when it arrived in our inbox. <laughs> and we were number four in the applications. Wow. Nice. And so she, she read our um, response, read our profile, and went, you guys sound perfect. And we actually booked the St. Lucia sip within four hours. Awesome. Well, that gives you legend status yeah. straight off the bat. No, no, no. <laughs> it's actually able to secure something on a Caribbean island yeah, that quickly. I mean, <laughs> well done. We can wrap up now. <laughs> it went really quickly. And the, the, I think the reason we got her attention was because I was very specific uh, in my response to her posting because her posting wanted us to take care of, um, to protect Obi from falling leaves and to um, look out for, feisty, for, for the feisty little terrier. And so I responded in that vein and said, yes. we'd love to take care of Obi. We'll protect him from falling leaves and the bad people. <laughs> and so she, res she responded in 10 minutes. We set up a Skype interview. They checked our website and they checked our profile yeah. like you we have a secret weapon we have a video yes. and by the time we skype she says i feel i already know you what do you need to know from me perfect yeah perfect love yeah. those ones That's a really good tip well done take note yeah. listeners yeah. <laughs> house sitters out there yeah. <laughs> yeah that's really cool i guess uh just to follow up uh, this dog that we needed to protect from falling leaves in the bad people was actually a 90 pound Doberman pinch. <laughs> so you so tuned into the humor straight away. That's too funny. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's, he looks good. He looks the part. He barks really well, but he's a scaredy cat. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so in, in three years of, of travel and all these uh, house sits, because you have actually done quite a bit of house sitting uh, as well, Tell us, you've got to have some tales to share. Um, what pops to mind when, when you sort of think about going above and beyond the call of duty for your homeowners and for the pets or even in the community? I love the first one was actually our very first house sit. We had a house sit in Lucca, Tuscany, Italy. Mm. And it was a beautiful spot. The homeowner was a very lovely gracious lady and she had two dogs two cats and four chickens which was fun in itself because all, they all got, got along on mass <laughs> and she was very she, she loved her garden she was very particular about her garden and she'd had many house sitters before and but and so she was stressing that she wanted me to keep an eye on the garden and as we're going through it she pointed out a weed that it was all over the beds and she says this is terrible she says I can't touch it it brings me out in a rash and she says 
and she just sort of left it at that. Mm. Well, because it was our very first house sit and we wanted to impress, we wanted to uh, leave them with the wow factor, as we call it. You know, you know the thing you, you, you want the homeowners to come back and go, wow. Yeah, Absolutely. at least notice, so, notice something that you've done around the house. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and as a first one, you're always sort of going, you know, I really want this great reference, you know, to keep things off. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. And so I love to pot in the garden. The weather was great. I wander around most days and deadhead the flowers and do a little bit of trimming. Mm. And what I started to do was to, to tackle this particular weed in each bed. And it was easy for me to pull out. It came out really easy. The chickens loved it. They liked to eat it. <laughs> and I think we were there a total of four weeks. And by the end of that time, I got it out of every single bed. Oh, wow. And it wasn't a big hassle. Just a few minutes per day. Yeah. And she, she came back and she says, I've had lots and lots of how to sit us. Nobody's ever taken such good care of the garden. Thank you so much for getting rid of this because now I can keep on top of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and also to add to that, in, in the evenings when it got dark, we put on uh, headlamps. <laughs> we, we went trolling out the garden and we collected about 200 snails that were chewing <laughs> her plants. So we, we managed to uh, knock down the local escargot population in the garden <laughs> as well. <laughs> Didn't cook them up, did you? <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. No, we just eat them. <laughs> it's, chicken, it's funny mentioning the, uh, what, do the, the chickens have them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're okay. on a great feast while you guys are there. Yeah. <laughs> Between weeds and snails. <laughs> yeah. It makes me think, though, of, uh, when we were in Barbados, actually, they just had so many snails all the time there that we actually had to do the the little bucket with the salt in it. And I remember uh, just freaking out doing horrible. that. But, the uh, big giant snails, oh, those, those big ones you get. Yeah, those big African snails. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a service. No, it's good. I think you've done a great job in, um, as you say, doing something that the homeowner really does appreciate because, A, because you couldn't pull out the weeds herself. Um, but then just, you know, doing the snails and stuff. But I, I get the feeling that it's making it into like a bit of an adventure. You know, you put the headlamps on and you head out sort of for your, <laughs> for your nightly hunt. It's sort of like really cool. <laughs> and yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> you were actually dodging wild, wild boar at the same time. Yvonne had, a, yes. had an encounter with a wild pig at the same house. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but they were right in the middle of the countryside and wild boar are quite common there. Yeah. And I was awake early, the sun was coming up, it was a beautiful morning, so I decided to just go check, you know, have a walk around the garden and disturbed the wild boar. I don't know who was more scared, me oh, or it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it yeah, definitely is an adventure. I would be freaking person. out if I saw one of those. <laughs> That's yeah, but we, we, did, we didn't feed it to the chickens though <laughs> as long as the chickens weren't fed to it which is probably what I was out looking for <laughs> that's what it does yeah. so from uh, Italy and you know in, in Tuscany as well even better but uh, how many other European sits have you had we have house in Spain France we looked after a vineyard in France oh, which was nice yes. complete with access to the the wine store <laughs> um, yeah, it was interesting. And then we, we Europe, are... Europe, and then Costa Rica and Panama in Central America, yes. and then the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. And Belize. And Belize. And Belize, yes. okay. So you've done a lot of the. And also, we, we, were, we were also house sitting 
in uh, London during the uh, 2012 Olympics as well. Oh, sweet. How was that? That's the way to do it when accommodation is astronomically high. Oh, my goodness, that's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Who would leave yeah. at that time of the year? <laughs> Who went away? <laughs> well, they, they, they lived there. They just wanted to get away from the craziness. Wow. So they said, no, we're, we're leaving. We don't want to deal with all the hassle. They went off to Wales on a holiday, and we took after a, after a 15th century low-beamed, you know, yep. stone cottage type thing. Yeah, it was really cool. Did you get to go to the Olympics? Any we not to the Olympics itself because all the tickets had already sold, but yes. we did get to see some of the events. We got to see part the cycling part of the triathlon mm. for free, which was kind of cool. Nice. And uh, yeah, it was it was a neat experience. Now that you spent so much time uh, in the in the Caribbean, is it sort of coming up as a favourite, or do you want to get back over to Europe and see other parts of the world house sitting as well? Now there's the problem. If only we could be everywhere at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we do want to get back to Europe. There's so much of Europe we haven't seen. We both have a personal goal to visit 100 countries before we kick the bucket. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got well, a few you're, to go. You're pretty up there, though. You've done a lot. I noticed the other day when you wrote that on the yeah, Facebook group. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm a 72, and you're at 50 something. Yeah. High fifties. Yeah. So, the, so yeah, it, it is a it is a problem going. Well, it's not really a problem, but it is a, a a topic of discussion. You know, we now that we have a large referral base here in the Caribbean, <laughs> we're we're already being asked back for next year. Our, our calendar yes. is potentially booking all all up next year in the Caribbean. So it's it's, it's kind of a tough place to say. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're done here. Yeah, we're gonna move on. <laughs> We have our favourites, the folks we look after near St. Vincent. They've already asked us back for next year and we'll definitely go back because they're beautiful homes mm -hmm. and it's a great spot for us to sit and, and do the writing. Like say, we've got a series of books coming up. Yes. So it's a good place to have that stability and be in a long place for a long time because we get a lot done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just want yeah. to tap, tap into that. We'll just sort of go a little bit off the uh, house sitting stories for a minute and really have a look at that concept of... You know, I guess the the right environment for you know these creative outlets. Uh, it's said that everybody has a book in them, and if anyone has ever thought about maybe writing a book or you know really just trying to find the time to do it, I guess you guys could highly recommend house sitting as a way to do that. Like, how has it helped you tap in and and be able to get the work done? It's been invaluable. I mean, when you're back in your home environment, especially if you're working, there's always these demands on your time. You don't have any time to sit down and, and buy, or it's very hard to find it. But because we're house-sitting in places that are pretty quiet, especially on the islands, you know, there's not a lot to do. We're homebodies anyway. We've got this great view and a great breeze. The, the pool's right there. So we don't need to go very far. So we can get up in the morning. We can do, yeah, we can do two or three hours work. And then still enjoy lounging by the pool or going down to the beach or whatever we want to do. And it's amazing how, how much we get done. And, but I would recommend that if it's a, a longer-term house, if, you bomb, if you're doing a series of short-term house sits, then you know the changeovers just eat into too much of your time. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty awesome, isn't it? I was just, when you were telling that story, it's like, wow, people work like all their life or really hard to get to the lifestyle that you've 
now living. Um, you know, where you're sitting there, being able to write a book and do your work and stuff. You've got the pool there. You're on, in the Caribbean. <laughs> it's like, wow, like this is actually really amazing. Like to just, and you've got this for free. Like this is your life. This is very, very cool. Yeah, yeah I, I think what it takes uh, just a little bit of creativity and and uh, just the, the gumption to to make it happen and because yeah. you, know, you can go from you could take the long route you can uh, you know, work really hard to your sixty five and then hopefully have the uh, health and the resources to uh, enjoy the the lifestyle that you really want to live or you can just take the plunge and and skip B and go directly to C. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have you guys got a home base anymore or are you completely nomadic? We do have a home in Vancouver, but we rented it to somebody else. Right. Yeah. And so they basically fund our travels. Oh good. And oh, that's nice. what I Yeah. Yeah. And what I would like to say is for people that are just starting to house it, they will find that the longer they do it that they build up this referral base. Yeah. And once you have your referral base you're set. You don't need to apply. I, I haven't applied for a house sit in probably 10 months. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. I was laughing at that myself the other day. I realized that this year so far, I've actually only applied to two house sits, uh, which actually means it takes us right through to June next year. Yeah. So they're just little fill in right. ones too. They weren't major house sits we needed. It was just a little fill in gap, you know, two weeks here or whatever. But yeah. yeah, you're right. You really do get to that stage. And then you get the, the other dilemma, as you say, of do we stay in those areas and keep going back or do we move on and find new things and new territories? <laughs> so we're a little bit the same at the moment, keep saying yes to some of the repeat house sits. It's like, eh, not sure. <laughs> Yeah, and and the, and I'm sure you found the same thing. Once you get into a community, you find up, uh, you find out that there's a an absolutely pent up demand of uh, oh, homeowners who yeah. really aren't aware of this this world. And once you start talking to people, get connected with the community, then you know that things just start to snowball from there. there there's opportunities where none were before. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good point for new house sitters if they're listening to this is like just make a start, you know, get out there, do the best job you can, be of service, which is the absolute essence of house sitting and you will find that you will keep just keep on getting them, you know, whether it's those people or neighbours or new people that they know, whatever, um, you know, their relatives living in another country even, we've had offers of that as well, you know, my mum in Norway needs somebody as well, it's like, okay, <laughs> like, um, just yeah. as long as it's not in January. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go in January. Well, actually, speaking of that, then, are you guys actually sun seekers? Do you follow the weather or would you be prepared to kind of change it up just purely for the experience to have sort of a, a winter sit somewhere? Uh, I probably answer to that is the sun seekers. We still have winter clothes which are in storage at our friends in Vancouver, so when we go home... <laughs> We have some to close, yeah. but we, we we divested ourselves of pretty much most of our stuff. I don't have heavy winter coats or boots or anything like that. So, yeah, we're, I guess, some lovers. We like to scuba dive. We like to snorkel. Yep. Uh, we like, yeah. So, the sun uh, is very tense. But, but Europe, I'll take Europe, but I probably wouldn't. Part of me wants to say oh, I want to go to Antarctica at some time, but... Mm. Yeah. The preparation for that would be, <laughs> yeah. This point was unlikely. And I'm seeing a little bit of a pattern with uh, some of the the fellow houses we've been speaking to as well. I mean, coming from Australia, 
And it really depends on where you come from. I and mean, if you come from Tasmania, you're pretty much in the cold at least six months of the year anyway. But you guys are both like, you know, Northern Hemisphere. And it's not that it gets super cold in, in Vancouver, but, um, you know, you, you've had your fair share through your years, no doubt, of having enough drizzly type of cold weather that <laughs> it's like balancing yeah. out. <laughs> Let's have lots of sunshine. Yeah, oh, yeah have a sun. <laughs> Vancouver's climate is very much like England. So winters are usually wet and grey, yep. lots of rain. Um, summer can be beautiful, but it's unreliable. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so we're enjoying the we're enjoying the heat. We're yeah. Yeah, we're soaking up. We like it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Cool. Have you had bad weather experiences in the Caribbean? Because obviously it's notorious for getting um, mm. no. It, hurricanes it, it has a, a yeah. It does have a bad reputation, and and rightly so. But we've been here. Uh, two years now, and we bo they've both been El Nino years. So right, yeah. Uh, last year was nothing. We didn't have. I mean, we didn't even have a real heavy rainfall. In fact, uh, it's been quite the opposite. The last two years have been pretty much drought conditions in the Caribbean, wow. which is a challenge when all of the houses we look after, none of them are on municipal water, so it's all rainwater collection. So we're you know, we, we count every drop of water that we use because, you know, if it doesn't come from the sky, there's, you know, it, it's not there for you. Mm. Wow. Have you actually had the situation where you've run out? Uh, we, we did. Not in the Caribbean. It was actually in Panama. Mm. Uh, it was Buketi, Panama. And most of the houses there, they have like an external holding tank. And... It, you, although it's hooked up to the mains, what we didn't realize is that the mains have been turned off due to roadworks. And the uh -huh. mains have been turned off for days. <laughs> and so, of course, we weren't monitoring the tank mm. until I got halfway through a shower and then went, oops, yep. <laughs> no water. <laughs> now, just to go back, what Mike missed was that we're actually we've actually been in the Caribbean for two years now during hurricanes mm, yes and we haven't yeah. seen anything we haven't seen any serious weather at all okay okay so uh, any any final little stories that you'd like to share um, you did mention a little bit of a potentially gross one to hear but uh, I think it's important because you know at the end of the day at least tell me if you agree, about 80% of the house sits that go out there have got pets um, and, you know, having to do a little bit of extra pet care every now and again like you've done. Do you like having the pets? Is that sort of something you seek personally? Um, I think it's pets are why we're here, especially mm -hmm. in the Caribbean. Most people have dogs for a security presence. Yes. Um, many people have rescued island dogs, which are usually amazing characters, the lo lovely, lovely dogs. Mm. And the story you're talking about was actually in Barbados. And a lovely lady who'd rescued two little dogs from the street and, you know, they were both in terrible states when she got them. And one of them, who's called Little Doggy, <laughs> uh, was, was allergic to the stuff that is used for the flea and tick control. Yeah. And she sort of warned us about it, but I didn't realize quite how bad it was going to be because we'd arrived in tick and flea season. And because the dog was allergic, the owner would sit down the dog twice a day and basically pick any fleas and ticks off of her with wow. a pair of forceps. And it, it got a little bit gross. If you caught them when they were 
like freshly got onto her and still mm. climbing in her fur and everything before they attached, it was fine. But if if you missed them and then caught them a couple of days later when they been swollen up, it was pretty pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the ones climbing down the walls were kind of gross too. Oh yeah, dear, bad time. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, but well, because ticks ticks can get to humans as well. Yeah, you gotta watch ticks. Yes. Yeah, certain yeah. certain species. Certain, not all of them. There are species of uh, ticks that will attach themselves to animals, but not humans. And fortunately right. for us, we were in the midst of those types. Yeah. But, but but saying that the the lady who we were house sitting for, she paid. Back in spades, she did a great job of setting us up with her local community. She introduced us to friends. We had enough time together before she left that we were able to go out, went to you know one of her favorite bars together, mm. listened to live music, got to share recipes. We got along really well. Yeah, and we've done repeat house sits for her. We've done two more repeat house sits, and the good news is she found a, no a new medication that she can now treat the dog with. Nice. So, oh, fantastic. That's good news. fantastic. <laughs> and I think there was a catamaran trip or something involved in all that too, wasn't there? There was, yeah. She set us up with one of her friends who's a local captain and we got to go out on a catamaran trip for a fraction of what the tourists would pay and yeah, got an, ama an amazing experience. You know, home-cooked food, swim swimming with turtles and stingrays. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to Michael when you said um, certain species – I was like, certain species of humans? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's it, babe. <laughs> I'm having a blonde moment. <laughs> oh, dear. It's definitely the case with mosquitoes. I know that's a Yeah, that I is I know, true. and I'm one of those species. I get nailed. <laughs> <laughs> and I sit and laugh. <laughs> so have you got any tips and tricks then, sort of life in the tropics? That might be something to pass on mm. uh, to our listeners here as well, like when it comes to noceums or mosquitoes, little sand flies, any kind of bugs and things, what do you guys do? Okay, well, we actually we actually developed our own mosquito repellent, oh. and you soak cloves in. Oh, sorry, we what we do is we mix uh, cloves, cinnamon, uh, lemongrass, and uh, we soak it in. Um, um, rubbing alcohol mm -hmm. for for about a week, and then we mix baby oil in with it. Mix yep. it all up, and we kind of have a natural, nice smelling uh, insect repellent. Yeah, mm -hmm. the mosquitoes don't like it, and the oil factor helps to stop the noceum bites. Oh, yeah. that sounds thank marvelous. you so much. And the smell of lemongrass is coming to mind straight away, which is a hell of a lot better of any of those. You know, chemical type things. Or even the natural ones the that you get in the actual yeah. commercial yeah. ones, they <laughs> still smell They're horrible. Yeah, I mean, it does separate, so you've got to work it. But yeah, you've got to be careful, careful with the furniture that you don't get, uh, you know, yeah. oily stains. But sure. Yeah. Mm. One thing that we're yeah. doing with our stings here is uh, just, you know, occasionally, it's not been all the time, they just sort of come out every now and again, but we've just made up a little spray bottle of um, just some white vinegar and water and just spraying it on and kind of eases the sting and uh, tends to keep them away just for a little bit. It doesn't last forever, but it's uh, no. another little tip we've learned from here. Okay. Oh, another quick little tip. Vinegar is a deterrent for ants as well. Oh, very like good. Like if you've got ants yeah, uh, that are frequenting a certain spot in the kitchen, just put some vinegar down along the strip. They 
it'll, it'll deter them for a bit. Yeah, there's a, there's actually another little tip that we learned uh, to keep the cockroach population down is not to bring any cardboard ha- boxes into the house. If you've gone out shopping and you oh. come back with cardboard boxes, leave the cardboard boxes outside because the apparently the cockroaches lay their eggs in the box, yeah. and if you leave the box in the house, then you've brought oh, a whole bunch goodness. of uh, guests into the house. Yeah. And then oh, wow. the elders told us that that was one of their things, like no cardboard in the house, because yeah. that's where you get cockroaches from. Yeah, I mean, they do fly in as well. Very clever. Oh, I think this is another one of your little e-books to be putting together here, like um, <laughs> yeah. this is Re- definitely one that many people would buy. Treatments, definitely, even if it's just a nice little short, short one. <laughs> get that into your arsenal as well. There you go. <laughs> we'll, 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 jot some, we'll jot some notes down right now. <laughs> No, I'd be buying that one personally. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I think after all of this, and uh, I think you've pretty much sewn up the Caribbean. So as the king and queen of house sitters in the Caribbean, Michael and Yvonne, you're indeed house sitting legends. Thank you Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. And, you know, final question, any plans of stopping anytime soon? No way. Yay. Would you go back to the nine to five? I don't think so. <laughs> we love that answer. Never. <laughs> There's just no alternative, is there? No, not at all. You've seen the light. Yep. <laughs> okay, so for everyone, just please uh, head along to yourescapeblueprint.com. Um, and everyone, have you got, as, as the books are coming out, everything's listed on your site, is it? Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There is. And if people want prior notification, they can head over to the site and sign up for our newsletter and that way they'll get an email in their box letting them know when the next ones are coming out. Awesome. Well, well worth getting hold of because you guys create some awesome resources that really do help houses. So thank you. And travellers. And travellers in general, yeah. Looking forward to the travel insurance book coming out. That's going to be... uh, It's going to be invaluable to so many people and I think there's a whole heap of people in the House Sitting World Facebook group that are sort of on the edge of their seat waiting for that one to come out too. Well, yeah, thank a, you very much. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tricky tricky subject for travellers, especially if you're um, away for more than six months or long-term yes. travellers. It gets, it gets a little, little complicated, so we've uh, done a bit of research for, for people who are interested. And it is, it is so difficult because you've got so many different nationalities as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and really it's 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 more of an overview with what to look for because there's so many different policies, there's so many different nationalities, there's so many different types of insurance. Mm. And so what we've done is we've covered the types of insurance, what people need to know, what they need to look for, Good. and then encourage them, encourage them to do their own research. Yeah, but also giving, giving people a, a guide on how to... Uh, to stick handle or uh, I mean really it's a fu- it's a comes down to it it's a financial decision mm. yeah, yeah sure. absolutely yeah, and analyze what your risks are and what your risk tolerance is and 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 not and you know you, you talk to younger travelers and a lot of them I mean myself included I was thinking back to when I me too 20 years ago when I backpacked around the world for a year I, I don't know if I had insurance mm. I mean the thing is I didn't have really any assets to lose however I think what a lot of people don't realize is that you might get into trouble, you might not have money, but it might be up to your friends or family or someone else to, to bail, your, bail your butt out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's a no, fascinating think... topic to dive into. Well done. 
Excellent. Okay, well, we shall see you again. Hopefully, if uh, if all of our listeners are happy for more seasons coming on board, we can catch up with you again, especially if you end up in another part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, guys. The, aim, oh, the aim is to get to South America sometime, but we haven't managed it yet. Look, they're coming up more and more now. I saw yeah. that wonderful uh, Argentinian, Argentinian sit come up uh, not so long ago for quite a while as well. So I think it's slowly infiltrating there, get more yeah. options. Well, we have a, a client who's relocated to Quito, Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And we've already had to turn one, down, one house sit down for her and we're hoping we can squeeze one in this spring with yes. her. Yeah. So we're working on that. But but she's Ecuadorian, and and she said there's a, there's possibly a bit of a, a a cultural barrier in her opinion with with the house sits mm-hmm. in South America because there's a um, a culture of having domestic staff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Although uh, we did look after a home in Costa Rica where I mean we had a live-in maid, and it, it, yeah. it, it was part of our job just to keep tabs on her. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, we'll end this call then just so I can rub it into you guys because we can be as jealous as we are about you guys being in the Caribbean, but we've already had Ecuador and Peru. Ha ha. <laughs> I know, I know. And I saw those and went, ah, we will get there someday. <laughs> Indeed, you will. <laughs> it's maybe this is like this friendly competition between uh, us and, and you guys. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's room for everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. Thank you so much okay. again. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hope you took note of that natural insect repellent recipe. But don't worry if you didn't. We have it and all the ways you can stay up to date with Yvonne and Michael's wealth of knowledge on the show notes for episode 09 at housesittinglegends.com where you can also leave your comments and ask any questions you have about house sitting in the tropics. Up next, we are meeting with the first blogger to focus entirely on house-sitting travel, not to only tap into her infinite wisdom, but to hear how one particular incident on an off-the-grid house-sit changed her entire outlook on life and of death. Join us in Episode 10, Up Next.